0: Hello, Acaville Radio, and welcome to T'Acapella, a podcast for the acapella community where we examine the culture as well as the ins and outs of vocal music, along with the people who are working to shape it. I'm one of your hosts, Alicia Edwards, and joining me is my good friend,
1: Brian Alexander.
0: Brian, how are you today?
1: You know what? I'm doing okay the best that I can. It's just been one of those days, you know, where you just don't have it together. You ever have one I of those mean, days?
0: But the good news, is, oh, I, I have those days more often than I would care to admit, mm, but okay. the good news is... It's Friday Eve for us because we record on Thursdays. So sorry, Occupy Radio listeners. It is Tuesday for you. (laughs) I'm
1: like, this is kind of a weird like mind warp for them because I'm like, oh, wait, we're not listening to you on Fridays. What's going on here? We're lying to you listeners out there. I apologize.
0: Hey, hey, speak for yourself.
1: Alicia, (laughs) how's it going for you today?
0: Pretty good. I, I've had a very busy week, and I'm really looking forward to this episode. I've been looking forward to this episode since I knew it was happening, which was a little while ago. Like,
1: Okay, I, I'm curious. I was like, you know, is that uh, like, how long? Well, I remember
0: seeing it on the schedule, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's happening finally. <laughs> and I knew it was in the works, and I was just, you know, geeking out over here, fangirling a little bit.
1: Because it's, for me, it's like one of those moments just like, man, I've seen so many videos of the guests that we have on, and this is one of those groups. I'm like, okay, I've seen their videos a lot. Why haven't we had them on? And right? so it's finally right. happened. Happen.
0: we'll get to this later but they, they dropped an EP recently which is amazing and so we'll, we'll chat about it's incredible. it it's yeah. it is incredible I think is an understatement
1: you're right you're right
0: yeah. We have joining us five of the six women from Mezzo in New York City. We have Erin Mosuera, Amanda Lim, Bree Lawler, Ray Sampson, and Liz Chapman. Ladies, how are we doing this evening? Awesome. It's good. It's all good. Doing great.
1: Awesome. It's so great to have you guys. So for our listeners out there, we had a wonderful guest on last year. Amazing singer, talented producer, just all the skills that you can imagine. Uh, Lachi was our guest, and she told us about the group that she collaborated with, and that she found it back in New York to do her track Genius with. And we we're like, okay. When we listen to them, we we're like, okay, we gotta have them on. There's something incredible about that sound. And then we go to your site, we listen to all your content, look at everything, and you're like, okay, yeah, we definitely have gotta have you on. So thank you guys so solid, much for joining us.
2: Solid group, of course, of course, super excited.
1: So for our listeners out there, we always like to learn a little bit more on an individual level. So just to kind of kick things off. Could each of you maybe d- take maybe about like 30 seconds and just tell us how you found your way to the group and we can start with whoever would like to go first
2: so i guess the year was 2014 and this is going to be kind of a weird story but i had moved to new york about a year prior to that and i was like oh you know i'm settled down now like <laughs> i got my stuff sorted out i'm living in a shoebox apartment like everything's <laughs> great and i was like i'm ready to start singing again because i was singing in college as well so i took a little break while i moved here so of course the first thing you do when looking for a singing group is to go on Creekslist.com, like everyone does and so i did that and there was this really dubious looking posting it's like hey looking for an a cappella group love to sing like reach out oh, to this random number yeah yeah it was really bizarre but i was like yeah totally this seems legit so i reached out to the number and it was Lati, and she was like yeah come to this basement thing like bring the sheet music <laughs> we'll see what happens and, okay i promise it sounds better than that right but you know i was young i just graduated i'm like this is totally fine i'll go buy myself on the Upper West Side. It's not going to be an issue. So I went there and actually it was a rehearsal room in the basement of Baruch. And it was like a music room. At that time, one of the members of that group studied there. So they used the space. And there was a rehearsal. We sang this sort of doo type song as an audition piece. And Lachi was there. She's like, you're in. Like, when can you come to the next rehearsal? Which was fine. So that was the precursor basically to Mezzo as a group that Lachi also found. And so I sang with that group for a good six to eight months, I believe. And then from that, you know, Lachi, myself, like one or two other people joined forces and then formed Mezzo off of that. So officially rebranded ourselves and then sort of everybody that you see and hear on this call right now slowly came into that one by one.
1: So that's roughly how it started. Can, can I just point out, because I, I could tell that Alicia picked up on this, but the beginning of your story about the whole Craigslist adventure there is the exact story of, <laughs> of Alicia and, and I met. I met. So, <laughs> really? Yeah. When we started a group out in Utah, that was exactly how it started. He was the Craigslist
0: poster, yeah. the responder. And my husband right? like, you're just going to go up to randomly someone that you don't know that you found on Craigslist. And he's like, just be careful. And I'm like, it's cool. We're meeting at like a cafe. It's fine. Turn to do
2: a wonderful thing. There you go. I mean, like there are ways to, you know, do nefarious things by saying, hey, would you like to audition for an acapella group? Probably not the most common way. Yes, (laughs) I agree. So I was like, yeah, I'm sure it's fine. But yeah, see, the process
3: works, man. Like this is how you do it. I love it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Amanda, she left off the story with rebranding the group. And that's where I come in. So I don't think it was crazy. Craigslist, although I do know there was a posting there. <laughs> to be honest, I don't remember. I mean, I had moved to New York in 2015 in the summer. And pretty much as soon as I got in my apartment, the first thing on my list was find a gym, find an acapella group. So I started searching all over the internet looking for groups. I had a couple of auditions and I found Mezzo. So I went into audition and it was pretty funny because I didn't know that the group had just rebranded. And it was so serious. The girls were, okay, this is a big deal. I had three auditions and interviews. Review. It was really intense, and it was mostly Amanda grilling me. And I knew from oh, but it was it was good though, because I knew when I met her, and it was so serious. I was like, this is the group I want to be in. I want to be in a group that takes acapella seriously, which it's for fun, obviously. But for me, I was really ready to be in a group that was really dedicated to being great and having fun and gigging a lot. And I was just really pumped for that. So yeah, so the rest is history. So I joined the group in 2015, and we went through a lot of changes. But the group was just starting as this new group, the Mezzo group. So it was really exciting to kind of be a part of that founding time.
1: Wonderful. Yeah,
4: my story, my origin story with Mezzo is similar to what some of the other ladies have shared. So I was new to the city as well. I'm Canadian, so I had moved to New York. And I was also looking for a musical outlet. I had, you know, played piano and sung in choirs most of my life. And I was open to kind kind of finding anything. So I was looking to be maybe a keyboardist in a band or sing in some kind of choir. Maybe and I found Mezzo on Craigslist, which is not sketchy at all. It works, guys. It works. There it is.
2: There it is.
1: It's like a ninety yeah. percent effective rate, you know. Yeah. Clearly, yeah. yeah. And zero dollars in marketing. Yeah.
4: And it was, you know, the, the audition was in the audition was in a studio, and it was the first time I'd been to a studio, like a real, you know, there were like Broadway people <laughs> rehearsing and dancers, and it just felt like very New York and very arts <clears throat> New York, e. So that was really cool, but it was really intimidating. And I remember Aaron. In in particular, being extremely intense. And, I learned from and the, the best, I, Amanda. I learned from I the actually, oh, come <laughs> <on>. <laughs> Right. And the kicker is I actually did not
0: get into the group
1: um, really wow
0: a big mistake
1: yeah. no. it happens I, it happens I think that's you.
0: that's more common than people realize <laughs> yeah. like my collegiate group that i say it was student directed when i was part of it now it's actually they have a paid faculty member at the university that runs it but the student director who was in charge when i was in the group actually <laughs> had auditioned for the group i think at least once before she got in so i mean obviously at least once but the first time she auditioned she did not get in and there was another gal who she was in the group with pre- the previous year who had audi- it took her three times to audition before she made it. So I mean, for our listeners out there who have not made it into an acapella group, keep auditioning, don't give up. We were really happy
3: to hear that despite not getting in the first time when we came around to asking Liz if she would be interested in auditioning again,
5: she was interested and we're very thankful for that.
3: Yeah, and it seems like it's
1: worked out perfect. All right. So we have two left. All right.
5: I joined the group around the same time as Liz did, but my entrance was actually through Lachi because I had years, a few years before done this very strange, was part of this like vocal band (laughs) thing with Lachi where... We also found each other on Craigslist where we sang songs, original songs about flowers acapella. It was very strange. And then I, I was looking for an acapella group to join and was just like looking around at different places and online and happened, happened to see a picture actually of Mezzo. I, I graduated from above. college
6: in 2018 and I had done acapella all throughout college and really fell in love with it and was like, what am I going to do without acapella in my life? Before I even moved to New York, I was like, I need to figure this out and like Googled all the New York acapella groups and fangirled over Mezzo's videos. But I found out that they were having auditions for Sopranos specifically, so I was like, awesome opportunity I'm really happy that it worked out and it was really defining of me entering New York and getting to know the city and really thankful to have met this group
3: I remember Brie reaching out to us before she moved to New York and I remember telling the girls like oh there's a soprano who wants to audition she's not here yet though and I think we had a gig at Rockwood I think it was Rockwood maybe Brie said hey I'm coming to the show in case before I audition but just to meet you all and she came to the show checked it out you know it was really cool to meet her we thought that was awesome we hadn't really had had a lot of people who wanted to audition who would come to our shows first to check us out and yeah, you know, it just it all really worked out well. Yeah. A plus plus for effort. I mean she came and still decided that she's like not
2: put off by any of the music. So I would say that's a win on our part. It didn't scare her away. So that's great.
1: I was gonna ask is put in your your name in the hat there like hey guys I'm here, you know? You know she give me some extra credit, right? Yeah, right?
4: Yeah, yeah. Another piece of advice for auditionees, go check out the yeah, shows. True in the story
1: dance. there, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah.
4: Um,
0: I do want
2: to ask, because I know we don't have Angie here. How long has Angie been in the group? Great question. I feel like she came in the same, maybe a bit later, the round after Ray and Liz. Okay. Right? So
0: your most junior member is
2: Bree. Yes.
0: I just Mm want to say that it is amazing to me. That you are a post collegiate group, semi pro, and your most junior member has been with you almost three. That's a big deal. And I think that is a testament to everything that you're doing. I think it's clear that what you're doing works and works well because of the longevity of your membership. Yeah.
2: I guess the last year doesn't like 100% count in that way. You know what I mean? But yeah, no, we're really thankful that this works, right? Both from a musicality sort of standpoint, right? Mm -hmm. Which has to work because we're all musicians in that sense. And then from like a social bonding, we love hanging around around with each other like nobody's stabbing each other's throats like that also has to work that aspect of it
0: oh totally we
3: hang out probably as much if not more than we rehearse anyway so okay. we're all pretty close with each other now at this I think point that- I think that makes
0: for like better performances. Definitely. Cause you're doing music yeah. and you guys love each other. So yeah. I think that's great. Talk about doing music in New York City. Cause it's no secret that New York is a melting pot. And I don't think music is an exception to that. So what has Mezzo done to stand out amongst not just other vocal groups in New York, but any other
2: musical group or act? in the city wow that's an interesting question I can talk about it maybe from like a musical perspective and then there's also a lot of stuff around like diversity the type of music that we listen to being one of New York's actually few very few all-female a cappella groups We can talk a little bit about us that as well so folks feel free to chime in but i think from a musical perspective we do all our own sort of arrangements right whether it's done ourselves within this group or with Lachie's help she's a fantastic sort of arranger as well and we try to tailor all our arrangements and the music that we sing to our own tastes most of them, right. And so I think it's a little bit of like, oh, what's that like new song that's in the top forty? Let's sing that and like every other a cappella group will put out a version of it. And we try to be like what what are songs that we love to listen to ourselves and or we feel like some of them fit our singing style better than others and we'll actually gravitate toward that a lot more than maybe what's popular at that moment in time or that flash in the pan style kind of music. So I think that's really helped us look inward and spend a lot more time developing it because we do feel a passion for what we're singing um, and that does i feel differentiate us quite a bit
1: so how would you all describe you all style or sound i know that with a lot of vocal groups they pride themselves on being diverse and be able to be adaptable and try out many different things but i don't know if a lot of them really focus and pinpoint on this is who we are as a group how would you all describe what you bring to the table
5: yeah i think that our group in particular especially as an all-female group is surprisingly alto based vp sort of okay. heavy so that, that's definitely something that we we gravitate towards because we do have a lot of lower voices in our group and we have some versatility around who can do vocal percussion which also means that our voice parts can rotate a little bit as far as who's going to do what because we can have various people doing solos various people doing VP freeing other people up to do some of the, the lower parts and I think that adaptability and then the ability to have songs that are sort of more grounded from an all-female perspective I think a lot of female acapella tends to get very tinny sometimes or it's like really mm-hmm. hard to keep it as something that seems as full or as round, and that's something that we're trying really hard to combat. With the specific voices that we have, in our yeah, head.
1: and I like the emphasis that you placed on that because what's the the common stereotype you've heard a million times when it comes to all female groups is like you're missing that low end sound. And this is the first time I've heard a group say, "Hey, our strength is in that low end right there." And it makes so much sense when I'm listening to your you all's music because I was listening to uh, you know the EP, which we'll get into later today, and I'm like, man, this is really full sounding. This sounds you know like it has a lot of depth to it. That's a great point that you made right there. I'm, yeah, and uh, we have cool.
2: like three sort of bases in that sense, really? right? So Angie oh. is not here yet. She's base a lot of time in college, Ray is uh, full time base right now, and I'm also a really low alto too. And then the three of us also take turns doing VP, so we just do double duty, three VP.
1: Okay, and I have to ask just because you all mentioned that you have multiple VP people, how did you all learn VP? Was it from each other or watching YouTube <laughs> videos? Or because I've heard it a million times, but I'm curious.
2: I don't know, I think I've tried to repress those memories because I'm not very sure, <laughs>
1: <better. laughs> right? Have we all probably have? Like, yeah.
2: What? How? Um, yeah, no, I've never really asked myself that question before, but mm-hmm. like, I I did not come out of the womb doing any of this stuff right okay. so it had to have happened at some point i didn't know if there was like um. a
1: beatbox prodigy in a group or not so i was curious
5: no I don't, I don't think there is any one beatbox prodigy i think all three of us we've all looked at youtube videos we've all looked at sort of other people and other groups particularly female vocal percussionists that we have met and or seen live that we're looking at but i think everyone's evolution has been a little bit different i also did acapella in college for me it was sometimes just looking at other people in the groups that i was in and trying to take people's places as they were graduating and, and doing their parts and that kind of thing and so i came into it with that. But to be perfectly honest, YouTube, mo- most of what we would look up in terms of video, at least from my perspective, is more listen to the song, try to figure out what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. and then look for a video specifically about how to do that thing, oh. rather than actually coming at it from the perspective of, I'm just going to look at a video on how to do vocal percussion, it's completely separate from what it is I'm trying to actually emulate. For me, it's more about trying to, to do a specific sound.
1: And that's a great approach to it, because I think so many people come the opposite way that you mentioned. So that's great. I kind of want to stay a little bit with the, the NYC theme that a Alicia touched on a second ago, and the question that she asked previously. But what's it like gigging in NYC? Because based on your site, you all tackle so many different types of gigs and you're hired to perform at so many different types of places which is very common of course for vocal groups but I feel like with New York it has that extra added element of being like very diverse because you know you look at a place like where I'm at in Texas and uh, the gigs you get out here would be drastically different than probably what you get performing (laughs) in NYC and so what's it like for you all just to have so many I guess options and opportunities at the different types of places that y'all
4: we're you know we've talked about the group's diversity and i think we also have a huge diversity in terms of gigs and that's partly by design like i just think we're super open to accepting like almost any kind of offer that comes our way if it's sort of feasible and doable and most importantly if we're all available for it we're willing to try we will arrange songs by request we've Performed throughout New York. I guess the most common type of gig that we do is just in in the local bar scene, which I like as someone who is not from New York. I had no idea really what that was going to be like, sort of performing in bars around New York. And the community is just super super supportive. So I guess that's one thing that I think is maybe in New York there are just more groups, and we would often do you know gigs in conjunction with other a cappella groups and everyone just supports each other, which I thought was really amazing and cool and often leads to all these different gig opportunities. We also something that's also unique for New York is the music under New York program and we participate in that. So that's through the the MTA, the Metropolitan Transportation Authority. So we get to go down into the subway and perform for people. And that's really that's I mean, anyone who's ever taken the subway in New York knows that it's a pretty a distinctive experience. And certainly it's like performing is the experiences we, we have are always just really great and you all sorts of people you interact with people and I think for a lot of folks that take transit they get to see acapella performed maybe for the first time it's a genre they wouldn't be exposed to otherwise so for me that's been really cool and I think it's just been really fun to do you know we've been singing I remember this time we were singing in Washington Square Park under the arch and there was this guy who was about to propose to his girlfriend and we kind of sang for them right after she said yes you know just like Things like that come up spontaneously too, so that we have we have tons of stories. We've done corporate gigs too, so we've also done kind of that high end, getting dressed up and singing in front of a thousand plus people. We've done competitions, so we've kind of been actually all of us together in a lot of different scenarios, which has been fun and nerve wracking and hilarious. And (laughs) I I think we're just really proud of that, of all those experiences we've. I think
1: there's one word I typically use on almost every episode, and it's jealous. And I'm going to use that right now. I'm so (laughs) jealous. All the things you all are able to do because there's no cool parks here in texas there's no train state subway systems to perform that and i'm listening to all this i'm like i'm moving you know one day we to get out there in new york. <laughs>
2: No, um, you're gonna uh, go Hella go down there too you're gonna
0: leave, oh, leave
1: texas <laughs> really y- you know i say that but i'm like uh, i don't i don't know how like, it happened but i feel
0: like you love texas too much you, to ever leave it again you know
1: what i'll visit new york for a good Come amount visit of time anytime. i all right <laughs> really
0: really jealous in particular of the mta's music underground because that's on my bucket list i want to go
2: sing underground at a subway station that's just really cool yeah yeah well it sounds great until summer hits and then you know you're in there and they do stipulate you have to be there for a certain amount of time so you can't sing three songs and peace out so it does take some commitment we're going to chat a
0: little bit more about that but we do need to take our first commercial break, but don't go anywhere because we will be right back with the ladies from Mezzo right here on Acapella.
7: Have you heard about Acapella Masterclass? It's your chance to take classes from the biggest names in acapella. Deke Sharon on arranging, Bob Stoloff on scat singing, Drew Wheaton on barbershop, and so many more. Each course includes several video lessons, exercises, and chances to improve your skills. And unlike an in-person masterclass, you can go at your own pace and review lessons as many times as you want. Acapella Masterclass is the only way to get this much expertise right in your living room or classroom. Check it out at acapellamasterclass.com.
6: And welcome back to a
1: Man I love just getting back into the show because our guests do such a fantastic job of introing it and you know what I'm just going to have the guests just start off the show do the middle and close us out from now on I'm done <laughs> like introing it because I can't do nearly as great a job as they do but for our <laughs> listeners that are just joining us we've been speaking with the members of Mezzo out of NYC we've been having a fantastic conversation with them and we've been speaking with Aaron Amanda Bree, Ray and Liz and before the commercial break we were learning about how they all formed and how they all found the group, turns out lots of Acapella people find their way to groups through Craigslist. You know, who would have guessed that? (laughs) And on top of that, we've been learning about, you know, life as a performance group in NYC. And right before the break, we're discussing this whole idea of performing in the transit system. And I I believe we're about to get a a few more comments from Aaron about that whole experience and maybe how that ties into auditions or something of the sort. Aaron, what commentary can you offer us about, you know, performing there?
3: So again, you know, Music Under New York is an incredible program because not only, as Liz mentioned, are people getting the chance to experience a different type of music like acapella, but just for the, the subway goers, it's, there's so much diversity in terms of the music that is performed there. You hear opera singers, you hear quartets, you hear big band, you know, there's just a ton of stuff that's down there. And we're just really very happy to be a part of it, despite how hot it is in the summer, which Amanda mentioned before. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's a pretty incredible program and the audition process was pretty grueling. And, you know, at first we talked about before, if you don't succeed at first, try again. We did audition, I think, at least once before for Music Under New York. And unfortunately didn't get in the first time but every year we we wanted to keep trying and finally I think it was maybe 2017 I can't quite remember now or 2018 Amanda you can correct me on the roughly when we got in but we auditioned we had to send in some tracks we had to fill out an application and then actually our audition our final audition process was to perform in front of the committee publicly at where was it was it at Grand Central I think Grand was it was Grand Central. yeah and I think our audition happened to be the very first one of the day and it was at 8am so we had high traffic which was pretty cool. And if you haven't been to Grand Central, it's a really gorgeous stadium and there's great acoustics there. So it was an awesome show, I guess you could say, audition process. There were a lot of other, there were actually a couple other acapella groups there. There were a lot of other creative folks there, which was really cool. And we were very pleased to have gotten accepted that year. So since then, we've been taking time to sing in different locations. We've performed in Union Square or Times Square. And we try to find kind of high traffic or high volume areas to perform in front of. We bring our own equipment. It's a really well-managed program. So we do love doing that. But we do, you know, as Liz just to keep talking about the gigs, we do so much, as Liz mentioned. And one of the other things we take a lot of pride in is the work that we do with charities. So, I mean, at the end of the day, like the music, we we sing in performances because we love to sing together. And we love to share the music with each other and we love to share the music with everyone. So it's not so much of taking a gig just because we take a gig. We like to perform for other people and we love to do charity work. So we have worked with a couple of organizations like the Providence House and we've also worked with on um, the Women's Education Project. And we do a lot of this work because it really brings so much joy to these folks to hear the music and to just kind of help and be a part of it. You know, we've offered to be auctioned off before as performances. And it's a lot of fun for everyone. And it's really not about what we're making from it. It's really just to enjoy the music and really share that kind of gift that we have and kind of share that with everyone else. So it's really important to us that we do that. And we're just together.
1: Yeah. So for you all, it's just really just about the love of the art is what it it seems like more than anything and I I love that I I think a lot of groups when you start getting into the post-collegiate space you know you really feel that transition to it's either about the hobby or you know more about like you said the philanthropy and things like that whereas you know before then you know you're really invested in how can I do this competitively, how can I be the great at what I'm doing but then you really get into some really cool and amazing things in terms of artistry you know when you're working with like a group such as yourself not that other groups can't do that as well I think that the focus just slightly shifts at least in my opinion to
3: piggyback on that i mean for us the focus is singing as amanda said when and ray also said about the music that we do right we're singing music that we like we're doing gigs that we want to do we're not really here to try to make a ton of money necessarily we're not really trying to be famous i mean we're just really being together so that we can sing together we can sing well we can sing for other people and we can kind of put a smile on everyone's face right so it's really important to us and The other thing is, is that we talk about what our vision is as a group and really what we want to get out of the group. So we're all really on the same page when we talk about what kind of gigs we want to do, what kind of music we want to do. And really all the decisions in the group are kind of made collectively. It's really important to us that this is fun for us since this isn't a full-time thing. We all have full-time jobs outside of this. It's really just kind of that second job, if you will, or second kind of pastime or major hobby. But it's important to us that we all kind of get on that same page and we're doing things because we love it. Awesome.
0: I want to just touch on this very, I was actually going to kind of pivot a little bit with what I with some of the questions I was going to ask. But because you mentioned like your charity work, I'm curious, how important do you all feel like it is for maybe specifically post collegiate Acapella groups to be more involved with charities in their area and do more to give back to the community.
5: I actually think it's probably a great way for folks to get to know their communities. A lot of people post collegiate are moving to cities that may not be their hometowns. You're moving to newer cities and you're exploring communities that you may not have been a part of before. So I think charity work is kind of a great way for you to get involved with that community and get to know more about those communities that you find yourselves in. So I think that's probably one great reason for for post collegiate groups to go that avenue. But the other thing is just music is joy right and you're you're bringing other people joy there's a lot of need for that in the world and so if it really costs you nothing it's also bringing you joy because if you're doing this, hopefully it's something that you love to do personally. And if you can bring someone else joy at the same time as giving yourself that joyful feeling, then why not do it, right? So I think it's just, it's something that groups should probably think about, not stress too much about it, but if you're ready to perform, you have something you'd like to perform, you can reach out and see if there are some charities out there that are looking for, you know, entertainers, which which a lot of charities are.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think that you can probably get quite a bit of performances each year just by volunteering at a philanthropic type of event or something, like that. So that's a really good point to make.
0: Erin. you were kind of touching on that Mezzo's involved with many other groups like like in organizations. I saw on your website that Mezzo is a part of the Contemporary Acapella League or CAL which is for our listeners a support network for adult acapella groups. What
2: has Mezzo's experience as being part of CAL been? I can think that one a little bit and feel free to chime in other folks but you no know, it's been great. It's always good to have connections with different acapella groups because with Mezzo like we go on as well we did we did this one tour on the east coast we went to Philly we went to DC and so it's great to build those connections right a lot of these groups they are nationwide right so when you go there you're like oh you know which group can we actually partner with to make this stop work usually on tours it's harder to just go into an unfamiliar area and be like hey we're a mezzo let's sing for you and they're like who is this you know so it's always great to be like oh what are some groups around the area right who know the area who mm-hmm. know the crowd who know the venues that we can partner with and cal is a great way to be like oh let's look through the roster let's see who's there let's call them up let's build those relationships so that has me really Helpful. Another avenue is there are always cal groups out there who are looking for auditionees or are having auditions. who can share tips and tricks. Like there's a Facebook group. You know, it's all great communication. So you learn a lot from each other that way as well. You can bounce ideas off of each other. The Facebook is fairly active. So all of that actually has been a pretty good experience.
3: Yeah, they've in our and th- cals together some performances in New York as well. I know mm-hmm. that in the past, Liz mentioned that we do some gigs kind of at bars in the city. Sometimes we do those on our own. Sometimes we are invited by another group. And then there's been I think at least maybe two where we've been invited by Cal and it's been a Cal New York group because New York's a pretty big oh, cool. city so there's quite a yeah. few a cappella groups that belong to Cal oh, totally. that are in New York City. So I think it was a couple of years ago was the last one we had, I don't know, like six or seven Cal groups who performed and it's such an wow. awesome experience. It's a great networking opportunity as Amanda said mm-hmm. because we've definitely utilized Cal for promoting our gigs, for talking about auditions, for going on tour, as Amanda mentioned and maybe Ray can talk a little bit more about, but there's um, been a lot of benefits to it, certainly. And I definitely think, you know, as, as someone who's new to a city or is looking for more information about joining acapella groups, that's a great place to start.
1: Yeah, that's wonderful. Because I'm like, it feels like that connection that you kind of have on, the, you know, you're on a campus with 10 other groups, but now you have the whole city support of, you know, all these different groups and things like that. Man, that's that's excellent. So back in October, we spoke with a, you all's former member and founder, Lachi, about you all's collaboration on Genius Remix, which is an insane track i can't tell you how many times it's, i've listened that's to that. like
0: one of my regulars that i have been listening to since then because i wasn't aware of it on my spotify playlist
1: right it is in there like it's I can, the spin right rotation. now
0: it, ha- it has it's on my playlist it's such a so- cool song yeah. It's, well, it's it's not just the remix. I have both of them in
1: there. It's one thing to just like have your music recognized by your community, specifically the acapella community, but to take it a step further and just like have your track recognized by the Grammys and have your music video recognized by all these different film organizations. I'm mean, like, that's just mind blowing. So what did that accomplishment mean to the group? And how have you all continued to just like build on your art since that point?
6: Yeah, it was an amazing process, learning genius and going through all of the different iterations of the song. Such an amazing arrangement. So creative. And we're very thankful to partner with Blotchy on that. Also had to get really creative with the music video and creating the remix after the pandemic had started and ultimately ended up with something we're incredibly proud of and a super creative music video. And we're very proud to have that recognized by all of the places that you had mentioned, the Grammys and different film festivals, that's something that I've never experienced and something that we're all extremely proud of.
1: And that's such a good point to, that you brought up in terms of like, you all kind of had to do all of this during the pandemic, which was another like hurdle to even like just have to deal with. And so like props to you guys for that. And like that, like I said, that the video especially, man, I, I think like a lot of groups, they'll spend a lot of time putting a great deal of work into the track. And then it's like, okay, we just need something to, you know, give the audience something visually to look at but you all were just like, no 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 we're, we're about to do so much more than that with that so yeah. yeah
2: and i was gonna ask who came up with that yeah it was actually like a collective consciousness a little okay. bit more because we okay. knew what we didn't want to do which was very helpful okay. number one we could not do anything sort of as a group in person like that was immediately out mm-hmm. just because of the timing of things and right, we did right. not want to do one of those squares videos you know with acapella <laughs> zoom, zoom, yeah zoom. it's like Box there are five video. squares and the squares move yeah, around yeah. and they yeah. change color and all that we did not <laughs> want to do anything like that so we were collectively brainstorming like how do we make this unique right and the Mm -hmm. first thing that came to mind was let's knock it out of the park a little bit don't think about just filming us like how do we use mixed mediums, right? How do we use animation? How do we use some of the stuff that you see in the video and combine that with the live action? So that was just a sort of perfect solution to this and then I happened my roommate actually is an animator um, Oh, okay. Yeah (laughs) it was just perfect serendipity situation and so Uh she really helped us out she was the one who animated everything and it was a very collaborative process with this group with the rest of Mezzo to tweak it to come up with the storyboarding we had a session where everybody put on Google slides like pictures and the vibe that we wanted to see and so it went back and forth and back and forth
5: and sort of that was the result right yeah and just to, to add mm-hmm. on to what amanda was saying when she talked about us not wanting to do a squares video and trying to think about how we could get unique and creative about it one of the things about this song is that we actually did genius because we wanted to do a song specifically by lsd so this labyrinth diplo collaboration that happened we just found to be really fascinating and they really are all three very very talented individuals who come together to create something that is unique and that is very creative we decided on genius and to work with Lachi. you know together we all decided on genius being the most appropriate one for us all to do for us to collaborate on and then once we saw the music video that lsd did for genius we sort of thought about hmm, how could we do something that's a play on this but make it a little bit more our own so as as amanda was talking about we did do some some storyboarding some what are images that we all found to be interesting or bizarre, or a little surreal or something that could keep the spirit of what that LSD video was, but put a little bit more of a mezzo spin on it. And that's sort of how we came up with a lot of the different ideas for concepts that we had throughout the music video.
1: Wow. So it was, it was really an actual inspiration based off, you know, the content that was kind of already out there for you guys to kind of play around with. So that, that's really cool.
0: It is so well done. So yeah. to our listeners, if you haven't, not only if you have not heard the music, you need to go listen to it. But if you have not seen the music video, once this episode is over, don't do anything else. Go to YouTube and watch this video because it is amazing. I really love that you guys kind of used a little bit, not, I don't want to call it a play on words, but you kind of borrowed some of the lyrics from there. Only a genius could love a woman like me, which is the title of your latest EP, which is so great. So that was released last year. The tracks are edgy, passionate. They get your soul grooving. I don't want to make any assumptions, but I can't help but recognize multiple elements of female empowerment and acceptance based on your album title, as well as song selections. Why did you go with that particular title? And did you all kind of discuss the type of messaging you wanted to send with this particular project before it came out?
6: We definitely did want to send a message of women's empowerment and acceptance. That's something that we really stand for as a group. And we choose a lot of the songs we sing based on that message and based on staying true to ourselves and our values. And we brainstormed a few different title ideas that resonated with that. But Women Like Me me was really a perfect one that we all felt drawn to and ties into our songs, ties into the message that we wanted to send. So we thought that it was a great fit for our,
5: our album. I was actually going to say, one of the other things that sort of made "Woman Like Me stand out to us as well as a title is that we wanted to make it clear that when we talk about women like me, we're not talking about any particular type of woman, right? Because we talked a little bit before about how New York is a very diverse city. This group is a very diverse group. We are all from a number of different countries. We're all a number of different races and ethnicities. And we really wanted to make it clear that this woman like me is is a woman like you, is a woman like any other woman, however you choose to identify that and what you think that should mean. So that's really where we came together with that as a title that made the most sense for us and like sort of our identity. To
3: add kind of a little quick thing about that too, is we have another track on the album called Phenomenal Woman. And when we came to coming up with this particular song as part of this Woman Like Me album, we had to laugh because as a business manager, I'm always getting inquiries about, hey, this diverse all-female group, you know, can you sing at this Diversity Summit? Can you sing at this women's program? You know, all that, which is great and wonderful, and we're so happy to be a part of it. But often we get requests like, right. hey, can you sing yeah. Run the World? Can you sing, you know, right? Like, we get a lot of these, like, typical mm-hmm. girl power songs, right? Mm-hmm. And that's great. We've done some of those before per request, and we appreciate that, but when we, again, back to how we choose our music yes we do arrange songs per request but we do really care mostly about the songs that we want to sing and that we choose so really it came to the group where we said okay we really don't want to do some of these stereotypical female empowerment songs so let's think about really how we want to represent ourselves as a group and what are the, the women's kind of empowerment songs that what we want to sing so mm-hmm. we all really thought a lot about it and we, we decided to do phenomenal woman which we thought was kind of a perfect perfect song for this album as
1: well. yeah and i love it
3: you haven't heard that
0: one go listen to it it's in the title
1: phenomenal I'm Amazing. like, you need to just listen to every single track like 50 yes. times you know just clear your schedule do that this coming weekend <laughs> whatever you got coming up just cancel it right and i love that you all were so intentional with your your choices whether it be you know the style or the, the artistry the song selection everything that we've been talking about and there's one more thing that i definitely want to bring up because i think that this is something just you know i'm gonna just be that guy here phenomenal that you all did with in addition to everything the promotion of the ep specifically the group released A string of posts which discuss, you know, you all's thoughts and experiences of, you know, some of your members as it relates to being an artist and a woman. And I think at times the acapella community just shies away from having these discussions on, you know, the serious challenges and struggles that people in general face, which is something that I don't get because other artists, they converse about these things. They share their opinions and thoughts. But I'm curious, how has the group managed to create and foster a sisterhood that, in your words, embraces all of what makes us different and all of what makes us the same. Because I know earlier, Aaron, you were talking about you all, not only do you spend time together, you know, rehearsing and doing things that are for the sake of the group, but you also spend so much time outside of it, just connecting with each other. So, you know, how have you all been able to just develop that sisterhood?
5: Yeah,
6: I think it's been such an important part of the development of our group and our sisterhood and our sound, just the amount of time that we spend together and we do things like picnics, we go to karaoke together, we do retreats like we went to a cabin last winter, we went to the beach the previous summer, things like that and just spending time together more casually being able to jam together more casually, sing and Brainstorm through all of that and and through singing together in rehearsal, I feel like we've really formed a sisterhood.
4: I think inevitably when you're spending a lot of time together, which we have, and and we've actually as as individuals been through some pretty stressful life experiences, either work related, like we all work in completely different jobs and industries, and we've there's you know, there's been some real challenges in our lives. There have been losses in our families, there have been a lot of setbacks too, and I think part of that is that's part of you know life, and those are like human experiences experiences. But I think that does find its way into the music to to some degree, right? Because our songs talk about kind of overcoming struggles and, and picking yourself up after a loss and setbacks. And I don't want to get too sentimental about it, but I think just getting to know each other like I would certainly not have found any of you if it hadn't been for this group and had these particular friendships and gotten to know people that are in these particular places in their lives doing these different things and it's definitely given me a window into understanding people that are in some ways like me because we have a lot in common but in some ways nothing like me and I think that's a really important part of the sisterhood and the group and what makes us unique and having music be part of that is just like an inevitable result
2: of that yeah and so when we were thinking about like publicizing the album it wasn't so much as like oh how do we best market it it was more like this is a very personal thing for all of us and it's our first need to be put out there what is a great way of getting people to know us through our music and to know us as musicians. And so that was the genesis of why we did a lot of things we did the very personal involvement in both actually the music videos that we did so far on behalf of this album, where the first one was filmed on my roof, (laughs) done for me. And then the other one with Genius that we discussed. So it was all a very personal project. And so the marketing was more of just getting people to see the people behind the voice.
3: We actually did, just to continue on from that, I think we had another string of posts, not so much for the marketing of the album, but taking one of the songs from our album for a shape of you, we did a shape of you mashup. I think it's the first track on our album. And what we really tried to emphasize there too, is almost like an education element. A lot of times people hear acapella and they don't know really what that means. And what we tried to do is really emphasize each person in the group, what part they sang and what that sounds like. So we really tried to highlight, oh, this is what the bass sounds like. This is what it sounds like when Ray sings, you know, solo, then switches to bass, then switches to VP, right? Because we try to keep our, keep our arrangements excited. <laughs> Kidding, right amanda so we really tried to highlight that because it's such a creative element to this there's a lot that goes into it there's a lot of thought that goes into our arrangements there's a lot of work that goes into preparing to sing those arrangements both from an individual level and learning your part but also as a group and really having that cohesive sound so we really wanted to highlight that too and that's kind of part of the marketing of our album but also really that element of education and kind of getting people excited about acapella and really what it is
1: Yeah, and I think that's so vital, what you're saying here, Aaron, especially just giving people that glimpse into the, you know, what goes on behind the scenes. And as much as I love the movie and the series Pitch Perfect, it does a slight injustice to acapella because it makes it seem like things are easier than they actually are. And I'm sure that you all have probably discussed this, just like we have a million times before. But I I like that you reference, you know, highlighting each individual element of a group and each individual elements in terms of the member, and then kind of just kind of bringing everything full circle here in terms of what some of the other members that you all have brought up. Something that Alicia and I discussed in a previous episode, we talked about relationships within groups and we talked about building those bonds and connections. And one of the things that groups should be striving to do in our opinion is creating a kind of like a safe harbor for people to come and exist and create music and just enjoy life and just get away from whatever else, whatever else is going on in their lives. And I love from what, everything that I'm hearing from you all because you all have just a kind of like a testament that this is capable, this is possible. This is, it's possible to do what you love and. Create music and create art and do it with people who make it worthwhile at the end of the day. So thank you guys for sharing so much of how you all have been able to do that and what you're continuing to do. And with that, we do have to take one more quick commercial break, but don't go anywhere because we have some fun in store for the members of Mezzo here in our
7: next segment, and we're going to continue speaking with them right here Ooh. on Taco Is 7 your lucky number? It will be once you tune in to Barbershop's 7th Hour. It's an hour each week bringing you the best of close harmony with a special focus on the Barbershop Harmony Society. With access to the deep archives of BHS, you'll hear songs and features not available anyplace else. It comes your way Thursdays at 9 p.m. East, 5 p.m. West, and again on rebroadcast Sunday at 2 p.m. East, 11 a.m. West, plus 12 hours later. Like the number seven, Barbershop's seventh hour is prime. And maybe a little odd.
0: Thanks for sticking with us. We are here on our final segment of Talk Pella this evening with the phenomenal women of Mezzo out of New York. See what I did there? I'm so
3: funny. Kind of? Oh, <laughs> <No>, I'm scared.
0: Per <laughs> tradition, we will be beginning this oh, segment with a round of ten rapid fire questions. Good, bad, ugly, <laughs> embarrassing, all of the above. <laughs> Ladies, are we ready?
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's the correct response to this alicia likes to embarrass people oh, so i'm giving you a heads up Thanks.
2: especially brian so question number one is pretty tame. put a mic in some of these people's hands
0: where's yeah. the mm-hmm. best social or hangout spot in new york i'm gonna oh yeah i was just gonna say a
3: karaoke booth yeah it's a fun one true any yeah. karaoke <laughs> i was gonna
5: say it's karaoke it's not one any spot case, any karaoke yeah. place <laughs> in new york that's the best hangout really? spot
3: could also be any one of could be any of the parks i mean karaoke is wherever we are so it could be (gasps) the park it could be anywhere
1: i'm upset because i've been in new york like three times and i've never once done karaoke that is insane there There are so many
4: places do some (laughs) recommendations okay (laughs) all right next
1: time i'm there i'm I'm hitting you guys up where's karaoke here we go next question what is your proudest accomplishment in acapella
2: i want to say our first competition that's just special to me because i you know watching movies and like watching up like growing up hearing people go to ICCAs and things like that, I never had a chance to participate in a competition. And so having Metsu come together and like actually put together a 10-minute competition set and like drive out to the venue, like it was all very new experience for me. And I think it brought the group very much closer because it's like, you know, it's serious. Like we're going to go up there and we're going to do something that we've never done before and people are very, very into it. So I really, really enjoyed that.
5: Ray, what do you think? Uh, I was actually just going to say the EP. I think what went into us being able to record the EP both in terms of doing the corporate gigs that we needed to raise the money in order to fund recording the EP, really thinking about what we wanted to include in terms of a set, what the set order would look like, all of those things for the songs, you know, the recording sessions that we did and the many long hours that we spent actually trying to actually trying to figure out how we wanted the songs to be edited and, and really sound like ourselves and not overproduced and all the work that went into that during the pandemic. I think everything is, that that's, that's a really proud moment for me. I think that we did a really great job of trying to keep it ourselves and still sound like a professionally recorded.
3: I'll jump in and not to repeat what they both said because I totally agree. And I have so many proud moments of being in mezzo since 2015. But one of the ones that stand out for me is when we got hired to sing at a gig, a corporate gig in Florida, and we got flown to Florida, and we decided to kind of make a vacation out of it. So the mezzo girls, we all flew down to Florida for a long weekend and hung out at the beach and had a great time. And then of course, we had this really awesome gig that was so cool for again, kind of like a women's empowerment kind of diversity summit for a corporation. And it was just like win, win, win across the board. It was super cool. We arranged some new songs for it, which we still sing. And that was one of the cooler hands gigs, I would say that we had.
0: Question number three, set the record straight for us. Where's the best spot to get a slice of pizza in New York City.
4: I'm sure every one of us is going to have a different answer because this is New York, and <laughs> people are very opinionated about their pizza. It depends on the style and okay. wh- what you like. So I like kind of Neapolitan pizza with like the sort of yeah chewy crust. So there's a place in Harlem where I live called Sotto Casa. It's an Italian place. They make amazing, authentic Neapolitan style pizzas. And for the is it Sicilian the square slices or Grandma slice? What's it called? That's another style that I appreciate greatly. And there's a place called Mamas too on. The the upper West Side, those are two
3: of my go to's. I, I have more, but I'll-
1: all right, I gotta get some more feedback here for this one. I got, I'm making a list.
3: Yeah, there's so I mean, for me, I if I'm eating pizza, it's usually not the traditional New York slice. So maybe our answers are skewed for the listeners in New York. But I really like like L&B Spomone Gardens, which is pretty typical, like Brooklyn style pizza square as well. And then also a really Instagram famous popular one is Prince Street Pizza. A lot of people love that mm-hmm. one. I think it's also pretty delicious. Amanda has mixed feelings about it. <laughs> I, think it's like, I get a lot if, of handshakes here. If I you respect have one your slice decision, it, but I do not share it. If you have one slice of it, you're going to be full for like a week.
1: Uh, Amanda, I'm sensing some controversy here. What's your take?
2: I, number one, I love Soto Casa. So I'm into that too. Liz, great choice. And it's really authentic, like super Italian style pizza. And then there's this one which is a soft spot in my heart. I don't even think it has a name. But in Hell's Kitchen, it's across from the Hamilton Theater, Richard Rogers. And it's like hole in the wall place and they have the best grandma slice. And like this is controversial, but they have the best broccoli slice as well. Mm. People are going to oh, come at me okay. for this, but it's really okay. good. So... <laughs> love the broccoli side. yeah that's,
1: that's different okay
2: yeah try it it'll change your life one way or the other so oh, it might change my life i don't know for the better though oh you'll find out
1: all right sure I'll, all right i'll take your word for it and then i, I think brie were you gonna answer earlier it looked like you yeah i answer.
2: was just gonna
6: say my favorite and i think the best new york slice is at luigi's in fort green brooklyn it's also it's yeah. a hole in the wall place but i think I really there. oh my gosh so, that's awesome
0: i just remember getting pizza with my brother in brooklyn like a year oh two years ago now and it was a hole in the wall place it might have been a different hole in the wall place, but it was really good.
6: Yeah, there were many cold days during the pandemic where I was on
5: a walk and would get a slice and it was just the best thing ever.
1: That sounds heavenly. Also, awesome. next question. Would you rather vacation in Hawaii or Alaska? Anywhere mm-hmm. that is
5: cold is not a vacation to me. So <laughs> definitely Hawaii. That's not a vacation. I disagree.
4: A I'm a Canadian no. person. I'm fine with the cold. Canadian person. Love Hawaii, but I I was like, I was born in
5: July in, in a tropical country. Like, no, no thanks. Yeah. I like places that don't have a lot of people. I'm just not really a
2: people same, person. Same, same. Yeah. yeah. But see, but I Hawaii mean, is full of people. I mean, you know. so well, yeah. maybe I can go to Alaska. Now. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. But yeah, I just read a book about like this this guy who went to Alaska and died. So like, and I'm oh, very conflicted. but I would typically wow. say Alaska. But
1: okay. yeah. Not going to Alaska. All right. Not sure what's going on there. But all right.
2: I want to go to Alaska. I mean, someone's died in
0: Hawaii too. Probably, <laughs> yeah. yes. I can't name them, but you
1: just know it. Okay. Yeah. Question
0: number five. This
3: one's the hardest question. Cats or dog?
1: I need answers from everyone actually on this one
3: I heard both yeah both is for me cats. for me definitely dogs no cats please definitely cats no, <laughs> no dogs Erin's allergic I'm very allergic oh, to cats okay. they always come well, then you they always find me the cats you
2: Everyone can't has come cats. to my house then I'll just put that out there no cats cats all the way I mean like they know I have like a cat and and she's great I used to be a dog person and I was like fostering this dog and that's when I became a cat person I'm not really a fan of walking like generally the activity and so I just realized like you can't not walk the dog obviously and so that wasn't yeah I'm not into that so cats I have three cats
0: So I can appreciate there that There you go And I love dogs I love dogs too But we My husband and I both work full time We don't have a yard We couldn't comfortably do that to a dog
4: I said both But there are two cats okay. over here And I, I love them So <laughs> probably yeah. if I had to choose Like if I had to pick one It would be cats
1: Oh man there's a lot of cat love On this episode <laughs> Alright next question If you could go back in time What year would you travel to?
0: Or we can say decade
1: I don't know If someone has like a specific it, year I'm curious If you know, I
3: have a specific year Why
1: 94? I would say decade What happened then? Yeah
3: this is tough Somebody else go, I'm still thinking. I really enjoyed my twenties. Like I'd love to go back to those (laughs) days. Right. That's fair. Probably I feel yeah. Yeah.
2: Right before college, probably. Mm -hmm. Around that time. Okay. Yeah. That's like you don't have to worry about more things. You just have to worry about school. Which was nice.
1: Yeah. yeah. College was pretty Simple fun time. too. All right.
2: This
4: I mean right. I can this is not an original answer but like 2019 so I could stop coronavirus and buy Tesla <laughs> stock. I wouldn't I wouldn't. Oh, baby. <laughs> I would... Wow. That's a really good. She's that's a doctor a really so that's doc- a perfect doctor
0: answer. Doctor is coming in
5: here so
0: mm-hmm. all oh, is.
4: Oh. No
5: problem. Look at that. <laughs> okay. question number 7. How many pairs of shoes do you own? Oh man, too many to count. Actually, <laughs> I'm switching jobs right now and I've been working from home for a year and a half and since I was leaving my job they had to mail me my thing. Things, which largely consisted of many pairs of shoes that were at my desk. I have work <laughs> shoes and then I have my other shoes for the rest of life. Wow. Same, Oh my gosh, that's
3: amazing. You're
1: always ready to go then, all right.
3: I had a shoe bucket and, or like a shoe basket at my
5: old office that I had also had to get mailed to me as yeah. well as a drawer full with gym <laughs> yeah. clothes. Yeah, my things consisted of mugs, like things to drink hot tea and liquids in mm-hmm. or water bottles and shoes. That's everything that was at my desk.
1: All right, next question. What song would you say best describes you?
2: Like people are flipping through their care karaoke catalogs right now in their head. I just know that's happening. <laughs> yeah, we literally go sing together like every week at this point, which is crazy. I, I would say for me, people are going to laugh at this because they know, but it's Secret by Maroon 5, the first album, because it's really long and it's like kind of melancholy and sad and like nothing ever happens uh-huh. until like a minute into the song and then Adam Levine comes in with his first word. I don't know what that says about me, but I feel it's
5: very... Listen, prepared. I didn't want to <laughs> answer this question because my answer is really anything that is super depressing and really mild. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very <laughs> <go. laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Just like Lana Del Rey circa five years ago.
1: Oh, wow. (laughs) All
5: right, all right.
1: I was not expecting these answers this isn't okay cool I love it though hey anybody, anybody else or next question all right next question Okay.
0: question number nine is there anything you wish would come back into fashion if so what
3: definitely not low rise <laughs> jeans which seems to be coming back please send that away far far away
5: and Ray what was that you were saying I said originality because there, there's a lot of Yeah. yeah at least in the mainstream that doesn't seem to be oh, in nice. style at the moment yeah. yeah I agree
2: it's a movie person so immediately thought of that because it's like nowadays all the movies are like number six fast and furious 224 and i just wish like an original idea you know i found out today that shrek was based off of a book and i'm like what if i be lied to all these years it was a book like can there be an original movie for once yeah i know which is crazy
1: no idea that's crazy i'm gonna have
2: to go check that out
1: yeah all right here we go final question so
0: (laughs) okay i have to i have to preface this question no
1: no you don't because i'm not asking this question (laughs) there's no way i'm asking that i'm changing the question (laughs) there's no way i'm asking that that's crazy i'll
5: ask it i just really (laughs) want to know what the question
1: Okay, so I should preface this. Like, the final question is like the most it's random. Always it's always like the weirdest, most random. Would you rather choose this type of question? And Alicia's just gone off the deep end on this last one. I just don't even feel comfortable asking that question. There's no way. Alicia, feel free. Okay,
2: you just got the toilet in the No, you wrote it.
1: You have to ask it. No, 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 no. no, no. You you have the confidence mm. to write it. So just have the confidence just to ask it out loud. It's fine.
0: I was actually going to try to you do, do this, this where I was the one that would ask this, but.
1: So that did not happen. So, but.
0: Happen well i had to change the order because i was
1: just just go ahead okay. and ask it
0: now this last question i'm going to have to ask because brian refuses to ask it but it is the most ridiculous of the 10 questions would you rather poop in the only toilet at a party, knowing that you'll clog it, or <clears throat> poop in the bushes in the backyard. Actually,
2: I actually have a follow-up question. Is the backyard lit? I have a follow-up to that follow-up. Is it your backyard? <laughs> Great question.
1: This is I'm gonna say yes
2: to all of the above.
1: Yeah, a lit backyard in your own house. <laughs> yeah,
2: because that, oh, that
0: changes That things.
2: confirms my answer. I agree. Probably toilet all the way. All the way, all the way. <laughs> I mean, I was an RA in college. Like I've seen all sorts of literal shit. So this does not surprise me <laughs> in any way, but.
3: This is sadly the the, the question that we could all answer the fastest and, and why is that? I can go and party toilet too. Yeah. Own it. Own it. Wait, brie you're hesitating. <laughs>
6: uh, she's
1: well, leaning the other way. Is that what I'm thinking?
6: <laughs> I don't know. Maybe if you like if the person lived in the woods, it could be versus <laughs> no, no, like no. a we've already established it is it is your back.
1: This is out in suburbia, mm. you know? This is not in that the forest. Has,
6: yeah, exactly. no, definitely party toilet. Lit a foot away. <laughs> not other lit.
1: Yeah, yeah. This was, was the fun. This was the easy question. Okay, I'm shocked. I'm yeah. so shocked. I
0: feel like this, we have, we have our Google Doc, and Brian just writes, no, <laughs> in all capital letters. Yeah, hey, the rest
3: the, of the questions the, were just too deep for us. Mm. I mean, this one. Okay. We got it. <laughs> this is the real We, we found
1: our mistake no. by the end. This yeah. is, Okay, Alicia, this is where we messed up. <laughs> oh, all right. more, oh, more poop hi. questions next time. <laughs> this
2: <laughs> time. is the real group um, that you're seeing right now. Yeah, Okay. so dynamic.
1: The, now I know who we're I working with. I love it. I love it. Listeners, yeah, that was a moment. Yeah, that just happened on Talk of We want to thank the group for answering those rapid fire questions, which got rapid as we went along and until we finally reached that point. So thank you all so much. That was entertaining. (laughs) So we always like to end the show by offering our listeners some advice, something that they can walk away with, something that they can take away from the show. So we're going to pose that question to our guests today. If you could offer our listeners some advice, what would you all say? Whoever would like to start.
3: Poop in the party toilet. I was
5: really, really hoping somebody would say that. (laughs) <laughs> that was yeah, great. Full circle yeah. Um, on a more serious <laughs> note. So I think the advice that I would give, particularly for individuals looking for an acapella group, is to make sure that you audition the group as much as the group is auditioning you, because if you don't fit into the dynamic of that group, the thing that you're hoping is going to bring you joy is probably going to make you a little bit miserable, and that's not what you want.
2: And actually on that note, Ray, reminds me of maybe some advice I would like to give, which is during auditions, a lot of groups index on soloists and having a great solo and a belt and knocking it out of the park and in our experience it felt that is very very unimportant when coming to a, forming a group cohesiveness blend sound all of that like focus a lot more on that focus on the fit focus on seeing how people can jive with you blend together with you whether you have the same style of tackling learning songs performing all of that especially in a post collegiate group rather than just having 10 divas who are great soloists that doesn't really make a very Okay, great. group.
6: My advice would be in acapella and in life to sing and do what, what feels most true to you and what lights you up and highlights your strengths, focusing on that more than what you think people might want to hear.
4: Yeah, I think we talked about this earlier, but I think it's worth repeating. If you audition for a group and you don't make it, no sweat. You might have another chance. There might be another group out there for you. Each audition, each competition is kind of just an opportunity to sing. It's an opportunity to perform and refine your style. So see it as that rather than like a test that you, you pass or fail and don't beat yourself up too much if you don't get in first. I think everyone tonight, a lot of people have shared stories of perseverance and you'll eventually get something that, that's great. I also want to say Angie's not here but she did have a piece of advice that she wanted to share and it was go do karaoke together as a group which is Aww. great advice.
1: That's cool.
3: that, yes. I do too, that's great. Yeah, that's I think for multiple yeah, reasons. I mean, just to echo what everybody said, the karaoke, the hanging out, the going to the party, we hang out all the time we go to shows together, we do karaoke, we go to whatever we spend a lot of time together as friends you know, we just like being around each other and just as Ray said, audition the group as much as you're auditioning for the group. I don't know if that is necessarily the first thing that came to my mind when I was auditioning for this group back in 2015. I can definitely say that these girls are my best friends and as the group has changed and for the good and for the bad and all the things that have happened in our lives, as Liz mentioned too, all that, we've always stuck together. Even the girls that have left the group in the past, you know, we're still in touch with them. Lachi, who is an incredible, talented artist who still continues to work with our group and and talks up our group to this day, even though she hasn't been in the group for a while, we continue to build and maintain those friendships. And I think that is so important, more so even than the music for me. So
5: really finding your people, if you will. About the karaoke thing specifically, that one of the reasons why, outside of just sort of getting to know people and enjoying that time with those people that you're going to spend a lot of time rehearsing with, it's also a great way to get to know everyone's voices. I think that people don't necessarily always know what they sound great on. And when you go to karaoke and people are trying different things out, it's actually a great way to hear what someone might sound good on this type of song and you'd never thought about having them sing that type of a song before. And it's a great way to sort of drum up ideas for what you can add to your repertoire and what the group might be interested in singing because you found out that all of you were actually into a certain song that you didn't know you were all into before. So it's great on the musical front as well as on just the social aspect.
1: Excellent advice. Thank you all so much. There was so much we could take away from that. Listeners, just really take it all in and do some incredible things out there. And for our listeners, if they wanted to learn more about Mezzo, learn more about the projects that you all have coming up, anything that's happening, with the group where could they go if
3: you want to learn more about our group definitely check us out on youtube as you guys mentioned check out our music videos we're pretty proud of them we think they're kind of cool so check us out on youtube we're our handle and, and Instagram and all that, we're at Mezzo, M-E-Z-Z-O-N-Y-C. So that's where you can find us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, all the social medias. That's where we post. We have a website too. That's where we post about our upcoming gigs and more information. And then of course you can check out our EP as well, which is also on YouTube, or if you're on Spotify or iTunes, iHeartRadio, all those platforms, the streaming music platforms, you can find our EP there. We also have a couple of just random singles on there too if you didn't check those out yet that was before we kind of produced that album but we've got quite a bit of a rep at this point so we've got some other songs out there too you should check out
1: perfect and I understand that you all have a gig that's coming up
3: yes we do so we are so excited to have our first gig in probably what 15 months or so because of the pandemic you know it's been extremely difficult for us to perform live it's been mostly revolved around zoom and trying to do digital projects but we have our first performance together as a group on July 24th. And for those of you in New York City, it is at one of our favorite bars called Stella & Fly on the Upper East Side. We love this bar. The owners of Stella & Fly found us a couple years ago and had us come in for kind of a residency. So we perform there every couple of months or at least we used to pre-COVID. So it felt only fitting that we do our first performance with our friends at Stella & Fly. So that will be around six o'clock. We're gonna be performing a couple sets there. It's a ton of fun, it's an incredible bar. We love them there. And yeah, we hope to see some folks from the New York City area join us there.
1: Sounds great. If you're in the area, be sure to go check them out. Alicia, if our listeners wanted to learn more about your work at they go.
0: You can find me on Instagram, e.squared1989. How about you, Brian?
1: As always, you can follow me on Twitter at the Brian Alex Brian with an I. Be sure to go follow Talkapella on Twitter. Talk two Ps, two L's the correct way. And be sure to check out our website at talkapella.org. And as always, go give Aquaville Radio a follow there, the wonderful platform through which we are streaming the show through. We want to thank our guests guests today, Aaron, Amanda, Bree, Ray, and Liz. And of course, Angie, who couldn't be with us today. You all have been such amazing, incredible guests. We've enjoyed the time with you all just learning from you all and just hearing about everything that's going on. And we wish you all the best. But thank you guys so much for coming on the show today.
3: Our pleasure. Thanks for having us. Thank you.
1: And that's going to do it for today's episode. For everything else, stay tuned.